Hi, this is Gordon Purcell, comic book artist. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> You know, a long, an extended preview of Wolverine at the start of it, and like, what's up with the casting director? Can 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 a brother find some women with curves? Hey, thank you. I mean, <laughs> and, and I guess is that Mariko? I don't even know who the character is. Is it Lady Deathstrike or Mariko? I'm not sure who it's supposed to be, but whoever the the, the female love interest lead is, I'm assuming it's Mariko. Um, and or Viper are both like literally like supermodel twiggy ass skinny. It's Bel Air Flynn Boyle crazy days. It's it's, it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not good. It's not attractive at all. It's not a good look. Neither one of you I think they, they they can they can hide behind one of his claws. David. Has anybody heard from Vince? Or has he been off reservation for like two weeks? Now? I heard from him like in a flurry of of um phone like text messages like in like a three minute period like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. about how he was drawing nude women and he was nice. nice but i responded back like oh how's it going uh you know break it down for it. and he never wrote back so i guess okay yeah hey there everyone you're listening to 11 o'clock comics episode 274 and i am christopher neesman you are and i am david price yes you are Straight from the streets of Baltimore on Proposition Joe. Wow. How many seasons in are you? Almost to the end of the third season. Is Oh, you're getting ready to get to the most awesome of seasons. Season it's, four Season four is amazing. Everyone it's, keeps telling me that seasons three and four are like, like consensus, like the best TV ever. And then five, like, you know, because it's The Wire, you still love it, but it's not like it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. You know, five, five was, five was really good it's really more the political one and uh, and it stays awesome the the last couple episodes especially the last episode is just a it's a perfect period to the to the series and uh but season four god season four is so good i mean it's it's probably the best season of tv i've ever i've ever seen i'm i'm jealous i'm jealous because you were watching it with 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 new eyes. Oh, it's so good. Jelly. It's ridiculous. It's, I it's, am uh, jealous. It is absurdly ridiculous. And I, uh, you know, I've seen Idris Elba like everyone in a million different things now, you know, from The Office to Thor to, you know, mm-hmm. he's been a million things since. Luther. And um, Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim most recently. But, you know, people are always like, oh, Stringer Bell, Stringer Bell. And then, you know, and and then the other, the, the other funny thing is that, you know, I've been on the boardwalk empire tip from jump yep. and i uh you know i, I never like i didn't realize like that omar was like omar like like, <laughs> like, like one of the best tv characters of all time oh like, yeah I, here comes awesome. omar yeah so. here comes omar yeah, yeah omar is great it's uh well because i'm i'm 
I'm jealous that you are that you are experiencing it for the first time. I wish I could go back and watch it for the first time again. It is it is so good. And uh, um and yeah, you're you're not who are you? Who what what character? Proposition, Proposition, Proposition Joe. Joe. No, you're not Proposition Joe. You you are Jason Wood. Um a, a show that uh, a show I'm watching right now and really enjoying. It's not on the level of The Wire, but then again, you know, hardly what anything is? is. Um have you guys seen uh, Orange is the New Black? No, the new Netflix show? No. It's No, I don't have Netflix, so. Really good. It's like really good. I'm um it's got Captain Janeway in it and she plays like a an old Russian female inmate. Is she's a kind of a oh, secondary? Really? Yeah, she's a secondary character. It, almost, it took me like half an episode to go. Oh my god, that's Captain Janeway. Uh, it's really good. Netflix is doing some neat stuff. I guess they have what three three original series. You know, the uh, rest of development. And, yeah, they're bringing that back. Is was it Hemlock Grove? Hemlock Grove. House and, of Cards is out of sight, man. That is a fantastic. Oh, and and and, and Orange, is, Orange is the New Black. Okay, so four. It's what a neat little model they have going there with developing original programming that is for streaming i i we're going to look back at this and say oh yeah that's that's that, that's how that started but uh man production quality great writing great it's got jason biggs in it it's i mean the cast in it, it's amazing it's uh um i mean this may Leonardo turn from three ninja turtles oh is that jason biggs yeah oh that's oh, is funny. It really that's yeah funny. um no idea yeah, they have uh, a couple. And you know who Raphael is? Uh, no. Samwise Gamgee. Sean Astin. Oh, nice. Is, and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and, funny. Um, and one of the Warner Brothers is uh, Donnie. I believe uh, Yakko. No, Wacko. Really? Wacko. Sorry. Yeah, what's Wacko. The, I mean, what are you talking it's about? It's not Dot. Well, come on, no. Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Oh, I Warner hate it. I hate it. Maybe, oh, maybe, no. Maybe, oh, oh, okay. Press, we're going to press stop because you can't hate Animaniacs. I never understood the appeal. I know it's I know it's loved, but oh, I was like, I would see the... it like, I would see the, Animaniacs. I, would, like, I couldn't race to change the buttons. God, well, enough. you know who one of the fucking lead writers was on that show, right? No, I didn't no idea. Yeah, Paul Denny? Is that supposed to Paul Dini? change my opinion? Or? Oh, you're not, you don't? Wow. Um, well, no, I mean, that, that's fine, but like Brian K. Vaughan's totally fucking up a TV show right now, and I love his comics, so I don't yeah. know that just because I, mean, I like well, his comics, um, his TV show. I think Animaniacs was a big precursor to getting the teams together that would end up working on Batman. And I may be I may be speaking out of out of school on that, but it seems like there are a lot of people that worked on Animaniacs that, that transitioned to... Um, Batman the Animated Series. Excellent. And, yeah, I think that's how how some of that... Well, I'm not, got, I'm not harsh on anyone else's groove. I know it's a beloved cartoon. It just, uh, it's just... Awesome. It's, I have no institutional memory of it because I, I just didn't watch it, so... Pinky and the Brain? Come on. Oh, it was awesome. I definitely didn't like Pinky and the Brain at all. Oh. I'm, I'm funny with Still cartoons. Like, I, I didn't like me. Ren and Stimpy at all. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I hate... As you know, I hate Spongebob. Yeah. I don't like like the crazy like the whack the like it's funny. Well, I I should say that. Although I was I gonna say it. Adventure Time. I love Adventure Time. So yeah, that's but that's about the only one that, as you know, I I almost didn't give Adventure Time a try until my kids started watching it, and then it roped me in. It, so I think that's kind of transcendent. But yeah. in general, that's not my cuppa. It's good stuff. Well, you know what else is good stuff? I'm trying to be all Vince like. 
What's good stuff, Chris? Discount comic book service is <laughs> yeah, good is. stuff. That's right. DCBService.com. That is where you should go to order all of your comic books. Uh, you can, uh, you can get, uh, 35 to 75% off on all your pre-orders. Uh, you can pick shipping options from monthly, um, bi-weekly or weekly. Uh, you can, um, get digital previews. So you don't have to get the big phone book of, of stuff and then toss that in the recycle bin. Uh, you can get it digitally. So they're saving some trees. Um, you can, what else can you do there? I know that you can get you can get an extra eight percent off if you're a first time customer of theirs just by putting a special code in the first time um, order slot. Um, Vince says it's pre moistened, and David, what is that pre moistened slot number? EOC eight. That's right. So um, um, get that big first order, tack on that extra eight percent. It uh, lets them know that you heard about them from us, and saves you a little dough. It's good stuff. They're good people. Salt of the earth people down there in in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I say. You say. I say. Um, so yeah, go to Discount Comic Book Service and uh, and and use them. Um, and we should move on to the drink roll call. I had such a a horrible drive home tonight traffic in chicago was awful that i'm breaking my my week fast of of booze i have to sit down and have a beer tonight all right so i'm not the only one right david that's right what are you i'm drinking? not having a beer but okay you know what because it's three of us uh-huh i broke out the uh the the, the nice, nice stemware that oh. Mr. Ooh. and Mrs. L.A. Rabbit sent me, and I'm having a uh, a glass of California Red Menage a Trois. Oh, uh, yeah, Menagems. And I had a, a rather lengthy day at work today. So uh, in honor of my new obsession, uh, well, on one hand, I have I have some a nice tall glass of with lots of ice of some iced tea. But to to make Chris happy again, even though he's I thought he was going to violate his own rule tonight. I, uh, in honor of uh, of Detective McNulty, I am also sipping on some Jameson. Nice. There you go. So. McNutty. McNutty. McNutty is an awesome character. And then you and then you find out that he's British. I know. I know. And you're like, oh my so god, half he's... The, like half of those guys are British. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, Idris Elba, which. You what did. I really can't mm-hmm. understand now, after having been halfway through this show now, is that how so few of them are like working. In big big shows or movies now, like like other than Idris Elba and uh, and Omar. Oh, you had you haven't uh, you haven't met Littlefinger yet, have you? Littlefinger. Oh yeah yeah you know what um oh I didn't even put two and two together that that's oh that's the that's the councilman yes I had no idea until you just yeah said that. yeah that's the, oh snap yeah that's Littlefinger unheard of <laughs> oh yeah because he doesn't have a beard or anything oh I did not put two and two together that's yeah. great Car- Carsetti. Yeah, 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 awesome. Oh, yeah. that's great. Cool, cool. You'll uh, nice. Yeah, you'll 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 pick out a few a few actors in there that you're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." Um, oh, speaking of uh, of Game of Thrones uh actors and actresses, you watch Suits, right? I do. Although Did, I didn't see the We didn't watch premiere. last night's yet, yeah. The uh, not not a spoiler at, in any big way, but um um Caitlin Stark is going to be a secondary character. Um and the the gal who plays Caitlin Stark, Ned Wait, Stark's wife, Ned Stark's wife in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, no, I know because they're they actually been doing a promo. She was la- oh, 
they've been doing. I saw last night a Suits mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Like they were actually they were because the owner of the uh, of the of the firm now is Varys, and she's in it now too. So they were showing scenes with both of them, and then that's um, funny. They, they did a Game of Thrones homage. So yeah, yeah. That it, oh my gosh, that is Varys, isn't it? Yeah. I did. He's, and he's, it's, it's, yeah, there are revelations about that character that will make you kind of giggle uh, a little bit this week. But Well, uh, you know what's interesting? So I know we shouldn't be talking about TV nonstop, but just sticking with The Wire, you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of season three, so I'm in the middle of like the Hamsterdam stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating is, you know, my so dad, cool. my dad was, was, as you know, uh, to quote the show Police. And, uh, you know, and, and by the time he retired, um, you know, he was, he was a violent crimes detective as well. By the time he retired, he was vehemently of the belief, and still is, that 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 we should legalize drugs, for the same reasons mm-hmm. you're seeing it in Amsterdam. Like yeah. he 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 just said they spent half of their resources and careers fighting a war that just was impossible. It yep. just was pointless, you know. Um, it so, really yeah. makes you think. And the next season, I don't want to give too much uh, away, but it really kind of focused on the um, the education system in uh, in in urban you know, low-income urban America, it will really make you think about the education system big time. It's so, God, it's so good. It's yeah, no amazing. Doubt. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so there, there's the TV talk for the week. We may come back to it. No, actually. Oh, oh no. Oh, okay. What do you got? Uh, I have, I, I, I gave a show a shot. Actually, it was, you could tell it was the pilot the way they were setting things up. Um, DC Nation kind of returned this weekend um, and uh, brought back Teen Titans Go, but the lead-in at the 10 o'clock hour on Saturday morning is Beware the Batman. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the previews look rough to me. Like the did, I, I, Dude, I thought I, I was watching a video game trailer when I saw the commercial the first few times, uh, and then it dawned on me that, that this is actually... And, and I was cool with this animation. I, I didn't mind it. When I saw the Fire Breather movie, and I really didn't mind it with Green Lantern, the animated series, because it was in space and you had aliens, and that style worked in that setting. Um, I'm not sure I'm feeling it as far as, you know, down to earth, street level, gritty, realistic, real human beings, we'll say. Um, Batman's cape looks cool in the animation, mm-hmm. but um, some of the characters, like Renee, didn't even make it to the first commercial break because she doesn't she's not a, she's not a fan <laughs> she, 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 tap, she tapped she, out she tapped out you, you, she, it's, she, she would really groove on a Sean Murphy Batman with the short stubby ear she does not like the Kelly Jones look the old Bob King look you can't have a Batman with long antenna like ears coming off the cowl uh, so she wow, wasn't feeling she's, she's not going to like like Sam Keith Batman no oh no um, That's, you, you people make me giggle with your we're is this, oh, it's, you, it's, your your little it's got a idio, right. your little idiosyncrasies about yeah. uh-huh. stuff like that. it's makes me it makes me giggle as it should. So <laughs> it it uh, and some of the heads are kind of smushed. That the 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 pros are it's I'm guessing they're um they're taking things from different aspects of of Batman's long, rich history. Cause you have, you have, um, uh, pig and toad, which we saw in, in, um, Morrison's Batman and Robin. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you had, um, I'm guessing that now Alfred is that they, they did a new take on Alfred. He's not the, he's, he's a, not, com- he's a computer. No, he's not oh. Jarvis. He, he they, oh. they, they didn't, um, he's not Michael Caine and he's not, um, 
He's not the Alfred from the Timverse animated series. He's not Alfred from any of the live-action programs. He is a former MI6 agent, and he looks well, like he's picked they've, Batman's they've, ass. They've, done, they've alluded did, did to they that before. That? Yeah, they have yeah, it's... Yeah, no, I know, and even back in the yeah. day, he was, you know, he was a member of... of, of um, the the SS and and I mean yeah no he's I mean he the he SS has, no no the the or SIS yes SS and SAS are two very very different things all back to to the old days the um it's SAS he um oh hey speaking of British things um happy birthday to Matt Burden yes absolutely. Yeah, this made me think of it. <laughs> good segue, but absolutely right, Mr. Um, Mr. Templar. I'm used, to be, I'm used to being interrupted this week. It's all good. The, uh, I'm sorry. Um, the didn't the the Alfred in in that um, that that graphic novel was it Batman Earth One or the the the, the, re, the same thing they did with the Superman? Wasn't that Alfred kind? Of, I didn't read it. I just remember flipping through it. But I think that Alfred was kind of a. Um, was was more on the thug side than uh, than the proper English gentleman side of things, but um, I'm gonna give it another episode or two. I didn't I didn't hate it. It's just a different take on uh, on Batman, especially from what you're used to. But I mean, we've had so many different iterations of of this character in his universe. It's it's not it's not a deal breaker. Just that things are and it's it's early in his career. Also, it's a Lieutenant James Gordon. It's 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 different, you know. If if you want to give it a shot, then then I wouldn't deter anybody from from trying it, even if they're a hardcore Batman fan, unless you're really you know anal about the way he looks. But. Speaking of of Batman, or did, did you guys read Batman Superman the the Greg Pak Jay Lee? Not yet. I looked through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read it yet, but uh, but I looked through it just to get a, a t- little teaser of the beautiful Jay Lee artwork. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really really nice. He's um, he's pulling out some uh, some J H Williams the third props in this one. I mean, it's. His page design in some of this stuff is just yeah eye popping, and so yeah, it's really really gorgeous. But um, whenever you said young Batman, it uh, uh, it made me think of it because it's it's on this like new fifty two thing where they're very young in their careers, and this is like the first you know you know together again for the first time um, kind kind of story. But then it 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 does a little bit of a of a backflip at the end, and I don't really know what's going on in in the new Fifty Two. You know, I'm not reading you know Justice League. I'm not reading Action. It's I'm really not reading you know much much of it. So, a couple things in trade. So you know, are, is it is the entire universe reset where they're basically young except for in like Batman? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, not I guess not necessarily young, but 
and, and I'm certainly no uh, no new 52 expert here, but my understanding is that um, they're, they've all basically been out, so to speak, together for like five years. Okay. Like, so, so like Batman and Superman and all have been started about five years before this, and then they're all kind of all doing the thing now in real time. Okay, except for in Morrison's yeah, Batman. except for the Batman books themselves, yeah, yeah, or Snyder's Batman, where mm-hmm. things just kind of you know they never really did a reboot on those. They were you know kind of already already in on those, I guess. But yeah, it's a, it's a little it's a little it's it's I'll put it this way, it's really pretty to look at. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I said, I I, I totally yeah. concur with that because I've looked at it. I, I can't speak to the to the to the to the quality of the story yet, but yeah, yeah, no, that's um, it's that's interesting fun. that Pox over doing his thing at DC now, you know? Yeah, it's, I, we'll see. I mean, it read fine. I'm just a little confused. I think it's it it seems like it's a little hindered by what's going on in in the rest of the of the universe right now a little bit. Mm-hmm. The uh, I I think I will be giving um. Green Lantern a shot again now that we have the new creative teams. Um, okay. I, I, I am creative team. Uh, yeah, John's John's left the title. No, I know that I'm saying so. Who, but who's bringing you back? Oh, um, oh no, I just it's it's been a while since I read new Green Lantern, so I'm just I'm I'm going to give I I got to practice what I preach. You know, people are like, oh, I'm going to jump off because you know the, the the guy I've been following for years is leaving, so it's a good time to jump off. Well, I've been off, so I figured I'll give the new guys a shot to see if they can keep me on so it's not it's not any one creator it's just i want to see where um where they are and i've been away from one of my favorite characters for far too long so i figure you know i'll just i'll, I'll dip my toe in and see i i'll um because i figure i i haven't looked at any solicits or anything so i'm sure i think john stewart's still alive they haven't killed him yet um and and i have no idea i noticed there was a, there was a dude running around with a gun who was a green lantern and a ski mask, so I don't know what that's about. So I'm just trying to, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm obviously going in blind and and just treating it like um, a new reader because I have no idea. Once, once homeboy was was asking Carol to co-sign on alone, I was like, check please. So I, it's, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> there, and I figure I'm gonna go in like just just like a new reader and and see what's going on. See see if I can separate or distance myself from what I'm used to and and take it from there or if I'm just going to be like I, I still don't know what's going on and, and I'm out alright we'll update us I will man I will keep you posted <laughs> well you want to keep the you want to keep the the DC train rolling here a little bit do yes, it I do um, actually I got, I'm heavy DC I'm all DC this week yeah you are alright so we'll offset which is really weird um, CBC and you it, well, I mean, it's no, it's 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 a DC, um, some light new old DC, and some Vertigo. Um, have you guys staying on Batman? Have you read Batman sixty six the the first issue? Not as of yet. Not yet. Wow. Um, you should read it. It's um. Did you guys like the 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 Adam West Batman, the nineteen sixties Batman? I watched it every day. I mean, whether or not. I mean, of course, I was also like eight. So it's yeah, yeah. I definitely grew up watching it. I've seen every episode. I, I, I'm not nostalgic for it, but but yeah, it's cool. There, there's the a there's a kitschiness to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the whole Batman in the oh, in the daylight. Oh, you know, he's he's the unquestion. He's the champion of. of I can't Gotham. not watch the movie. I'll tell you that if that movie's on, I it's, generally keep. <laughs> it. 
the movie's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's just something, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to have the, uh, the happy, ba- I mean, he's very serious, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, in the day, it, it, I always think about how Denny O'Neill, uh, described that Batman as, as, you know, walking around in the daylight. He's very much the, uh, the people's, uh, the people's champion of, of Gotham. And so it was, you know, a, a happier, campier, Batman, which yeah, I like my dark, you know, angry, you know, brooding Batman as much as, as anyone does. But it, it's kind of nice to touch base with this, with this version of the character. And, uh, Jeff Parker, uh, uh, writes this and, uh, Jonathan Case was on, uh, was on art for mm-hmm. this. And, uh, it, fun. It's, uh, yeah, just, uh, it's a 1960s Batman fighting the riddler and nice. there's yeah it's a it's a riddler story so look like caesar romero no no that's, that's Frank that, that yes oh thank my you. bad my was, bad the joker was caesar romero yeah caesar romero was oh the you joker. said the riddler oh i'm sorry i thought yes. you said the joker i wasn't I'm, I'm i'm picturing batman versus joker because that seems to be like the logical place to go but okay, it, well, I'm sorry, and, it, and my, it's my, and it's nice that they didn't go with the with the obvious one of starting out with the joker they went with uh they went with riddler which is I thought he was a fantastic villain in um uh in the sixties Batman. Now the way I got this was on Comixology. I wanna check out the the print version, uh, because as far as I can tell, you're locked into the uh Comixology guided view. I'm trying to find a way to turn it off and I haven't been able to. Um and you know, guided guided view is is kinda neat on your tablet. I'm okay with it. Um, I would like to read it more like a traditional page turn comic. I, I, I feel like, I feel like Guided View is kind of a, it's a kitschy little thing for people that don't read comics to add, to add some interactivity to it, to add motion to it. I don't need that added to my comics. I want to I want to read them like I read, like I've always read comics. Sure. Um, so that that's my big nit is is the digital version of it. I was I was forced to read it through guided view, uh, which is is interesting, but that's not how I like to read comics. Um, Art wise, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this is this is how I I want this kind of Batman to be drawn. It is so nice. You know, I'm not going to compare it to like, you know, like Marcos Martin or, or Darwin cook, but, um, it is fantastic. Oh, so good. And it is, it is definitely, um, you know, that economy of line, it's not an over rendered look. It's very pop art and which fits perfectly with the, you know, bang, pow, smack, Batman uh, of the 60s it looks very pop arty um and and Parker I mean everybody knows that Jeff Parker is is a, a really good writer one of the probably more underrated writers in comics so I yeah it totally enjoyable I enjoyed the hell out of it I wish that I would have the option to read it like a regular comic but um that was easy to 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 get past but yeah so I is it really just like liked it every time you swipe it's it's another panel or is it? No. It, are you looking not, at a widescreen? 
Yeah, it's sometimes. Sometimes it's it's a word balloon that'll pop up. Sometimes it's a panel swipe. Sometimes it will, um, you know, uh, it's 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 guided view. So because I'm looking at the previews and and there are some panels with a lot of detail and mm-hmm. and and you can see everything and then you see the next panel and it kind of is like a blow up mm-hmm. of another panel and and the faces are a little. Um, the lines are thicker, and, yeah. and there aren't as many backgrounds, and the word balloons are slightly yep. larger, so they kind of yep. zoom in. So okay, all right. Yeah, and so I would, I'd, yeah, that's. I, I'm 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 not a kindergartner. I know how to read comics. Right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. that's, that's, so let me let me read the, the artist, and the the writer design page turns i mean that's part of the yeah. that's part of the comic book craft is is knowing how to hit the beats on your script and how to do reveals on page turns and there's there's a pacing that that good writers and good artists are able to hit we talked about it with with Rucka's uh, comics last week with with Lazarus, how he is really really good at pacing a comic, you know, and Michael Lark, the artist on that, is really good at at hitting the the page turn. I don't need I don't need a third person in the room um, trying to to guide me through that. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's not. It's that's the job of the writer and the artist, not not a um, not a not a software company. So um, that that was you know, it, it. Took it. It didn't enhance the experience. It took what I think was a really good comic and made it a little a little difficult to read. So, but that's just me, and I don't want to be a downer because I really like the comic. Go buy the paper version. Don't be a downer. Yes. <laughs> Debbie Downer. So, yeah, so that was good. I've been talking a lot. What are you guys reading? David, why don't you tell them what we've been reading? Oh, okay. Um, last year, I believe for the holidays, um, Hassan was nice enough to uh, gift me the first volume of Danger Club. And I... It's just like I have a real physical paper uh, regime. I have a digital one as well, and, and there are things that I still have that I've had for a long time that um, that I haven't read. And I figured, you know, it's it's about time I started clearing some of these things and uh, reclaiming some space on on my tablet. So I. Eeny, meeny, miny, moated, and went with Danger Club. And uh, this was written by Landry Walker and uh, art by Eric Jones. And I, and published by Image Comics, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I, looking at the cover, I see costumed um, kids. And, and I've read Brat Pack. I've read Young Justice. I've watched Young Justice. I'm, I'm used to kids as superheroes, especially um, I, I, this is more in the vein of, of Brat Pack just because of um, I guess the the situations the kids are in, but this first volume, it is just the kids, the, just the sidekicks. Um, their, their mentors, their, their heroes uh, are nowhere to be seen, but I, um, 
I went in and I figured I'm going. I mean, the the, the intro by by Matt Fraction was um was a nice. It really got you in the mood. It it, it was a nice um, kick in in the pants, so to speak, just to get you uh, ready for it. Because it, it there's no there are no light moments in this book. There there's really <laughs> no place uh, at no point can you really catch your breath. It's um it's not. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not well art-wise. It's pretty. I'm just saying that the setting, the 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 environment, what what these kids have to go through. It's it's not pretty. It's not. Um, it it's it didn't really. It's dark. It's it is dark, <laughs> and it didn't really hit me as I was reading it because as I'm, I'm I have to go back and and read the last couple issues of uh, of Avengers Arena. But it's it's similar in that regard as far as the tone. But. Um, I finished the first volume and and it was just the first four issues and I was I wanted more and and I was um I I am hovering over the uh the, the, the buy it now for um for the I don't even I don't even know if I can get the next volume or if I have to get them in issues but um I uh I want to see where where it goes from here I I was really really into it I was I was I loved the uh once you get past the cover, the first page of uh, of each issue is a uh, is a throwback to uh, to a day where you had the sidekicks and and their hero, um, and it was drawn in an older nineteen sixties, very silver agey style, uh, different than the rest of um, of the book, and definitely not as as bloody. Um, it just it I I really enjoyed the packaging. I I just thought that the whole the whole setup. It was it was something that it was worth my time. I it was really smart, yeah. It, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> nice. No, I really did. I I I, uh, I I first of all, I guess there's like there's two two aspects to it. I mean, one the 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 uh, art, the animation, and I say animation because it looked to me almost like cell animation at points. Like like the the color palette's very um, primary. You know, there's not a lot of gradation. I don't think. Right. Um, so it almost invited me, almost like to watch, like I was watching a cartoon. Um, but it works because you know it's a story. You know, like you said about about youngsters. So like I, I thought it worked well with the story, but it was like just on the verge of being in like that 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 like Michael Avon Oming area where it was like almost a little cutesy, but it kind of was an interesting juxtaposition against what was actually a very dark story. You know what I mean? Yes. So I like that. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, it, it, it felt youthful to me. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, makes, they look like kids. Yeah. yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if if they all looked like they were, you know, twenty, you know, seven years old. It, well, I, I was going to say like you know, like uh, the new X Men comics of about ten years ago, oh, where okay. all of the teenagers looked like they were twenty eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but I I think that. Uh, the other cool thing about it is like you it, it set it sets you up with a trope that you think okay like cool like it but it's you know i've seen, kind of i get the sense for it but then uh like with each issue there there's a pretty significant twist you know what i mean um it kind of keeps your head spinning around a little bit and i really dug that i, I thought that was again it's it's i mean there's not much to say other than that it's definitely worth people's attention i think I it think uh so. it it it, now, I had asked you before we went on air because I said that I had ended up realizing that I read this before. Um, like, there must have been a really long time in between the end of that first arc and this fifth issue. 
Um, like it's it's just because uh, because I it really yeah, it's over there too. Well, I just I mean I literally forgot that I read it. Like I forgot that I had read this already. You know, so it must have been a long time ago that I read this. Well, if I if if I had it in my collection since since December of last year, and that was then that was the collection. Then we're talking about it. I, I would figure a year ago then that those first four issues came out. Mm-hmm. Um, when did the when did the series start? I'd even have to look it up. I wouldn't even. Um, Hold on. It's got to be a year and a half ago anyway. Oh, I think longer than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, I definitely, uh, I give it the two thumbs up for show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. It, it, it's, it says 2000. It's uh, cover date April 2012 for the first issue. Oh, really? So it's been about a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It just feels longer than that to me. Fifth issue. Oh, here we go. Fifth issue, October 2012. That's when the trade was also released. Fifth issue, cover date, April 2013. See, there you go. Okay. Because okay. I remember I talked about the first issue or two on the show way back yes. when. Because I really enjoyed I it. I was when, like, I, when I ended up reading. Uh, yeah, it's when yeah. I ended up reading now that I think about it. Cause, yeah, like, I and I will get this it. in trade. So. Yeah, I re- I've read it. Uh, yep, I think I read the first issue or two, and then somehow another must have gotten the other ones and read them, but. So if we're talking, it came out. So was it just a five issue series? Is it done or is it an ongoing? No, no. I think this is the new arc, right? I mean, the fifth issue okay. is the new. Yeah. Yep. Now, who's the creative team on it? Landry Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, your penciler is um, uh, is it uh, Eric Jones, who uh, Jason has a commission from? Oh, okay. It's a different. This is different, Eric Jones. Oh, because this is a C, not a K. Yeah, Eric yeah. With a C. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he doesn't look anything like. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. It's not that it reminded me of Dynamo Five, but it's it's definitely that that spin on it that it, it it's like this is a different look at superheroes. I mean, this is this is way darker and a little bit you know more Terminator than uh, uh, than Dynamo Five, but yeah. you know it's it. Yeah, it was kind of like a different look at the sidekicks, you know, and, and if if, if I my only complaint would probably be that there just wasn't enough um, backstory. Like I loved, I loved Micro Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Micro Tokyo was awesome. I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. And and why is it micro? And and you know, I mean, but that's just that's me wanting to know more. It it may not have a damn thing to do with this with this story with with Fearless Jack and everything else, but or Jack Fearless. But there's no. Um, that there's just there's so much else beyond these characters in this story that I want to know more about this world. But we're here to just hit the ground running. It's like you know it, it is you're you're in the middle, uh, or, or it starts off in the middle of of uh, you know you're dropped in the jungle like in Predator, and you just gotta go with what what's in front of you, and and that's that's what they're serving you up. And and I really by the time I was done with with. At, at the end of the trade, I just i i was I want more, and and uh, so I will I will check out the fifth issue and see um, see where it went from there with the end of that cliffhanger. But it was all I mean between and 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 they nobody really had the um, the standard uh, superpowers. It, it mm-hmm. was I mean you had you had, you had the magician, um, 
and and you have uh, the the. I guess the Batman kind of analog, but it was just, and, and you had Apollo, but it was all just, um, things happen quickly. And, and for some of it, you had to give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, okay, I don't know your world. I don't know the science that exists in your world. So I'm just going to, um, go with it. And, and these knuckles that you're hitting this dude with, it, it's really going to, you know, take care of business. And it did. And, and so I just, I don't need to know, I, I don't need Claremont to give me, you know, four pages before this telling me every little thing about what every character is doing. And the fact that I want it after, as I'm reading it just sucks me into the rest of their world. But no, I, I, I'm with Jason. It was, uh, and once Chris said that, uh, he talked about the first couple issues that was, uh, that, that's why it's been sounding so familiar as I was flipping through it. Cool. So thank you, Hassan. I, 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 I love it. Yes. <laughs> I didn't uh, know. Are you gotta be, are you gotta be still living by the sea? Are you gotta be, are you gotta be? Cause Santa Cruz, you're not that far. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna make a, a silly little joke uh, at the beginning of the show about how we were gonna try and line up uh, uh, guests this week, but for some reason, some some reason, um, everyone in the comic book um, industry is is not available this week. Um, are you guys Are you guys looking forward to any of the announcements coming this week or news out of uh, out of San Diego or anything? Are you you, you stand up with Twitter and Facebook and, you know, waiting for news? Uh, Not really. Well, I don't know about waiting for news. I yeah. Mean, I, I think we'll see the news. And, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, avoiding the news, but I'm not, like, clamoring for it either. I mean, it feels yeah. like... Yeah, it, you know, it feels it feels a little. It, a couple things I've 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 noticed is, uh, you know, uh, first of all, I, I think that uh, a very smart of Image to to do what they're doing with uh, with Image Expo that they got they get all their big announcements out uh, a couple weeks ago. So now it's more about just kind of like the the aftermath for them. So I thought that was that was very smart that they are are staying out of the uh, out of the storm that is San Diego. And, you know, we used to joke about it. It's like, you know, if you, um, it's like, it almost got to the point that San Diego is the worst time to make an announcement because that's when everybody makes their announcements. Yeah. So you kind of get lost in, in the static of it. Um, I, I did, uh, I saw from, uh, Sal Abinati, uh, posted a picture from his hotel room, which looks out over the convention center. And there was literally lines around the building today. For and preview it, night, yeah, yeah, and he said that they started lining up last night. That yeah, it's a it's a force of nature, man. It's insane. Yeah, it is, and everyone everyone I talked to is like, you have to go. You have to, it's 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 kind of a going to mecca. It's it's an experience that that everyone who's been a part of geek culture needs to needs to make that trek to San Diego and experience it. The, the honestly, the older I get, the less I want to go. So I need to do it soon because I'm going to be Mr. Cranky Old Man. Get off my lawn 
with it real soon. So are you got do you have any 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 aspirations of going out to that show? Not anymore. Not as much as I did back in the day when I would see the the ads in C B G or or the Rick Geary um illustrated mm-hmm. program covers and, and back when it was the San Diego Comic Con and not Comic Con International yeah. colon San Diego. It, it it really isn't the show that, that I want it to be so it's do i want to just to say you know i've been out and and see the people that i don't see too often if i could um i don't want to flat out and say no i have absolutely no uh intent to ever go out there but i don't have the the feeling that i once did yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh you know (laughs) which is weird because it as it's turned into more of a uh, more of an entertainment show, you know, more and more Hollywood. It's like, you know, I want to be the the first person in line for a Game of Thrones panel or, you know, I want to be there to, you know, to hear about S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's like the sheer the sheer size of it. It's not that it's intimidating, but, yeah, it just the 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 appeal is not there like it like it once was. So yeah, it's much easier for me to sit back here in Chicago and and kind of hear about things through you know through through social media than to and we've you know at this point we've been to so many conventions. It's like it, when people say it's it was a couple of years ago in New York when it was getting downright uncomfortable and people were like, Oh man, this is almost as crazy as San Diego. At that point I was like, yeah, I don't ever need to go there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I'm a little different. I definitely would like to go. Um, yeah. but you know, at this point, uh, I, I would only go under like just the optimal circumstances. Like to be honest, the, the reason I haven't gone yet is just because I, 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 I don't, I don't know who, as a father of three and a husband mm-hmm. and a person with a job, uh, I, I don't know how anyone like, unless it's your vocation, how you plan like more than a year in advance, which you have to do. I mean, tickets go on sale for the next year, like a year in advance and they sell out and, you know, getting lodging is like, you got to do what, six, eight months in advance. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's, uh, it's just very, very frustrating. Uh, so, but, but I mean, if I do go out, it's because, you know, one, like we plan it way ahead and two, like, it's like, I would only go out like Big Willie style, you know. I'd only go out if uh, if there was like no question in my mind, like that I was going to get the hookup, and you know, not have to, you know. So I mean, like, and there are ways we can make that happen, but it just takes a lot of planning, and so I just, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't know. I agree. I feel you. Um, do we have any? Uh, do we have any EOC live tweets? I, I I don't have it up, but I'm sure we do. Um, here's one that, that you two will be able to answer. I'm, I'm probably not, um, nearly able to, this is from, uh, Greg LeClaire and it says, uh, Jason, Chris, and David, uh, if you were a WWE wrestler, what would your intro music be? Oh man. See WWE. It's too bad. I can't go old school. Oh, Dan actually kind of nailed mine. Uh, Leaf and Sekman answered Greg and said that he assumed Macho Man would be playing for Dat, <laughs> uh, and Vince would be. Uh, um, I'm uh, I'm just a sexy boy. HBK's theme. <laughs> he doesn't give you one, Jason. Uh, well, F you then, Dan. <laughs> well, it's only 140 really? characters, so. Uh... Huh. 
Uh, Even though Vince isn't here tonight, but he's still going to make sure he mentions Vince. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez, uh, intro music. Uh, probably. Um, I like Brian's. I like I, I like the Valkyrie. I'd probably be like uh, I'd probably have like Summertime by Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'd be like a feel good, like a Coco Beware type of character. Just come out and like do a do, oh, there do, we do, go. Do, do like a stupid dance on the way to the ring to summertime. <laughs> <That'd be dope. laughs> do, bird do like the Carlton. My, the Carlton would be like, my oh, yes. if I get the pinfall. That, that's right. Did you say it. someone had Ride of the Valkyrie? Yes. That's awesome. That Who is that awesome. is? Daniel Bryan. Oh, it is? oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's. I should know that. Yeah, I would steal that. That would be my intro music. And, and uh, well, I, I, I like, yeah, Randy Savage is. Um, the, the pomp and circumstance was great, and and um, Ric Flair had a, uh, I, I can't pronounce it, but it, it his was a pretty famous tune for a while too. There's Steve Earle's "The uh, Week of Living Dangerously." That would be mine. Nice. You have no idea what that song is, but now no, you have, but I, now you, that, have, you know, now you have the to fact go that back. you actually contributed to this question that I just it, it warmed the cockles of my. Uh, now you have to go back and listen to the episode because uh, I'll have to play it. Well, it was well at the dark, so I knew my wife and kids were waiting. And I guess I took a lift where generally take a ride. Well, I filled her up with gas and took a oil at the Texaco station. I threw the car seat in a dumpster and I hit it out into the I love picking up music. Um, what's uh, uh, Jason? Um, well, you got you talked about Danger Club, but um, what else have you been um, perusing? I'm, I'm I'm curious. Entertain uh, me. I I read a book that uh, I ordered pre-ordered sight unseen, uh, and I've heard very little about this book on the interwebs or hype or anything, which is surprising given the creative team involved. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess we're 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 sticking with the DC theme because this book is also by DC, um, and it is a, a an original graphic novel um, by science fiction legend Harlan Ellison. Ooh, I'm a big Ellison fan. He's awesome. Yeah. So so this is um, uh, Harlan. El- the title of the book is actually Harlan Ellison's Seven Against Chaos, uh, and it's uh, it's. Written by Harlan Ellison with uh, with artwork by none other than Concrete's Paul Chadwick. Oh wow! Yeah, so Harlan Ellison a, and Paul Chadwick. Yeah, hell of a team. Hell of wow. A um, and it's a uh, it, it's a fascinating read because as I read it, I had to double check when I was done that this wasn't something that came out like in the eighties that was just like reprinted after all this time mm-hmm. it very much in in style from the 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 exposition to the pacing to <clears throat> chadwick's well excuse somebody to chadwick's style visually to everything it felt very much like an 80s story yeah. um a lot of ellison stuff feels 80s but that's that's a compliment from me well it is and it isn't i mean in the sense that like i think the challenge with a lot of authors um Ellison included, at least based on this book, is that 
um, they sometimes forget that, you know, writing comics is so different than writing a novel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that he, he a little bit suffers in the sense that um, he had such a wonderfully talented visual storyteller in Chadwick at his disposal that he could have uh, showed it more than said it mm-hmm. in this book a little bit more, you know? Um, but that being said, I mean, being a child of the 80s in terms of comics, like I didn't – I mean the exposition didn't put me off on the book. But I would be curious if someone that, that maybe came into the game a little bit later than us – if it is going to put them off from the story. Because, again, if you have to have sort of a nostalgic – I think to fully enjoy this book, you have to have somewhat of a nostalgic uh, appeal for 80s storytelling. Mm-hmm. But all that said, I mean this story is a really fascinating one. It's, it's uh, far, far off future. Humanity has essentially conquered the universe. They've spread out to lots of different planets and solar systems. Um, and have adapted to the different environments through cloning and genetic manipulation. Almost kind of like, like the original Guardians of the Galaxy concept, you know? Lots of humanoids that have been modified to fit their surroundings. And there is a mysteriously – a mysterious hooded uh, protagonist that's going around um, rescuing people right in the moment of, of dire need. Like they're right about to be in serious hot water and or be killed – and he's kind of getting there in the nick of time because these fifth-generational computers are able to predict the future somehow. Um, but they don't get it – they always get it right, but it's, it's usually veiled. So he's kind of like on this quest to find these people that the computers say he needs to save the universe. And he's like getting there just in the nick of time. Um, and he's going around the cosmos assembling this team. And I am a sucker for team assembly stories like I, <laughs> getting, the, getting the band together oh i love getting the band together like i love those old kung fu movies when they get the band together i love anything that involves getting a team together that's why i love the avengers you know the roll calls so um so this was right up my alley in that regard and the characters are very interesting um you've got uh this this renegade robot who carves into his own body like a uh um like a pattern because he's He's he he finds the beauty in it, which you know it's a very anti-robot thing to do. So he's kind of a misfit named Ur. You've got this beautiful Amazonian woman who's been enslaved named Morna, but she's got metal claws for hands. Um, you've got this insect man named Tantalus. Um, you've got a woman who, because of the genetic manipulation, she's somewhat of a uh, like a, a a little bit of a misfit. Um, like one in a hundred of her people are, are born where they spontaneously combust if they touch human skin. So she's almost like rogue in that she, she can't touch anybody or she'll burst into flames. Um, you've got this, uh, this cat burglar who's kind of like a masked man. Uh, and, and uh, you know, he, but he's got lots of weaponry, almost like a Batman. Um, uh, you've got this old, almost like mole man, like techno wizard guy. That, that like hiding in the middle of a planet from from people that would be trying to kill him, um, and, and so this robed man's going around assembling this group, and uh, and they don't know why he just keeps telling them I'll explain once I get everybody together the seven of us together I'll explain why, and once they're together he explains it's you know I won't get into the the the, the whys and wherefores but it's basically a, to to then they're on a quest to save the universe, and that's that's where we go from here. But you know Ellison is a deep deep thinker, and so. Mm-hmm. After kind of that getting the band together concept, we then get into the part where he – they need to save the universe and it involves time travel and it involves a lot of concepts of like singularity and uh, evolution. And as they're trying to change this event from happening, you know, you get into the whole like 
time stream butterfly effect of so as they're as they're making moves now, like their reality is switching and their opponent's reality is switching, and so it's like weird. There's like this really topsy turvy kind of turn your head inside out and 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 upside down as to as to what this would be like if you're going back in time and changing things. And um, it's really well executed again because Ellison is certainly uh, a highly talented, um, you know, uh, uh, creator. You know, in that regard, and, and he's 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 very comfortable in that that area of storytelling. So you know, he pulls it off at the end, which I think is difficult to do. I mean, that is not an easy thing when you're talking about you know evolution and the, the reason for life and time travel. Um, and, and and there, I think, whereas in the beginning, he he really relies on verbosity. Um, I think maybe as the story got on, he started realizing uh, where just how talented Chadwick is, and, and he let Chadwick really free and start being really visual with with the storytelling. And I think that the book gets stronger as it goes on for that reason. So this was just a really pleasant surprise because I don't remember the solicits too much. Who published um, it? It's DC. It's DC. Wow. It's yeah. It's DC. Like I said, and it's an original graphic novel that he wrote for. You know, it's not. He's not adapting a prose work. He he wrote this to be adapted to comics, and um, yeah, no. It's so so I highly recommend it. Like I said, it's called Sep- the Number Seven Against Chaos, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a real trip, man. Real, really, really, really trippy, cool story, and, and it's so nice to see Chadwick doing doing something you know other than concrete. I mean, I love his concrete work. Don't sure. get me wrong, but it's cool to see a a legend do something else, you know, because they're no he's known so heavily for for concrete, so. I've heard um, the uh, "A Boy and His Dog" um, graphic novelization was was pretty cool. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out. In, in addition mm-hmm. to this, but yeah, any, Harlan Ellison is such a high concept guy. I mean, he was a high concept yeah, guy before yeah, sure. before people were calling people high, high concept people. It, it was um, yeah. I, I remember um, what was the uh, the Justin Timberlake movie that came out a couple years ago? Um, in time. Was that the was yes? That the, which uh-huh. which I enjoyed a lot. I I love. Uh, I, it's really good. Um, it, I the concept of it alone is is what makes it worthwhile. And Harlan Ellison actually uh, was going to. Um, uh, well, there were there was uh, legal action that was that was being filed against the uh, the makers of the movie because it it resemb- strongly resembled a story that Harlan Ellison had done and and then uh. they ended up dropping it because you know the the similarities while close you know there was enough differences that um, that they're like yeah okay it's close but you go ahead but it just kind of I kind of realized it's like you know what Harlan Ellison has been so prolific has written so much crazy shit that yeah at some point someone's going to kind of like roll over the ground that he's already covered and and i think that was kind of the case it's like yeah this is really close to an awesome idea that harlan ellison had but just throw it onto the pile with the rest of them he's harlan ellison's awesome there he is yeah so i like i said Mm -hmm. go hook this up and and again it's one of those books like i just don't you know we we read not only do we read a lot of comics and talk about a lot of comics but you know, between previews and the interwebs and our forums and, you know, Twitter. I mean, it's not often that there's a book that I feel is just kind of like under the radar. And again, if this was just some indie comic that's put out by creators that no one ever heard of, that would make sense to me. But this is Harlan freaking Ellison and Paul Chadwick. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, from one of the big two. So it's just, I, and, and again, that's like, I, that's like, 
San Diego Comic Con announcement worthy. Yeah, and and honestly, I mean, I must have pre-ordered this, you know, through when I looked through previews. But this is one of those ones where it came in my DCBS shipment like a week or two ago, and I just said, "Oh yeah, that's right." So I don't know if it was like pre-ordered a while ago, or you know, if it was one of those 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 um you know early pre-orders or whatever. But but it was a nice little little treat, little unexpected treat in my in my box, so to speak. In your box. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I will I will definitely definitely check it out. That sounds uh, that sounds awesome. Now, Chris, uh, you're you're a chicken man. Yes, I like the Howard chicken. Have you read the uh, the Satellite Sam yet? No. Okay. But I would I, love to read that. We can chat it up then. I'm okay. Sure Vince so read it too. I don't so know I, need, I need to I need to get Not Satellite yet. Satellite Sam on the uh, on the docket, huh? Yeah, it's it, you know chicken. I know you get nothing drives you more nuts than the good good bad chicken. Oh, talk. I hate that. Yeah. And you know I like to bring that up a lot because I know it gets under your skin. But you also know that I I think chicken's been on a hell of a tear lately. I mean I thought Black Kiss Two looked mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this this also looks great. And I will say, without getting into any details, because I'd love for you guys to read it, and then we can talk. Is that I think this is a story very much about Chaykin, the storyteller, and not about Matt Fraction, the storyteller. Okay. So, uh, I I I I like that. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. No uh, doubt. Okay. I will. Um, it is on. You're giving me all. You're doing exactly what you should, and that That's right. is, is That's how I is, do. Y'all. Is giving people um, uh, tons of uh, of great it's recommendations. It's like Irish wisdom. All right, I want some more wisdom. <sighs> there was a there was a question from a um, Cry Mercy uh, on Twitter, and I turned this into uh, an EOC live tweet. And Jason, you're probably uh, more well equipped to answer this than I Uh-oh. am. Um, how patient should you be with an artist when you pay for a high dollar commission? Oh, yeah. Um, two, three, six, eleven months. When should you say, "Come on already"? Um, this is a really good question, and and I think first I'll say the your answer will vary based on a lot of factors, um, not the least of which your own tolerance for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The, the the real way to answer this is to say that you need to define expectations up front because it's it's unfair for, for both sides to go in with – I think that's often what happens in these situations is you know people get real juiced to have a chance to have a commission from an artist that they love. And you know he said high price, so we're going to assume for the sake of the question that he's talking about an artist that's actively working mm-hmm. on you know reasonably high profile books and probably has very rare opportunities in their schedule to do commissions. And what happens is they take a commission list, usually at a con, but sometimes just because they say, "Hey, I'm open for commissions." And you know, as 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 many of our artist friends will no doubt uh, affirm, these guys, even when they think they have openings for commissions. They 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 often are far busier doing paying stuff than they realize, and so they'll they'll take often commissions and then realize they don't have the time they thought. Or they stuff did. comes up. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, I mean, so the thing you have to do if you're if you're commissioning something is to have these conversations up front, and, and that's not just about the when; it's about the what too. I mean, you know, it, you need to be upfront about what you what you're expecting you know are you expecting if it's a full figure is it a full figure with shading is it a full figure with with moderate backgrounds when he when they say you know one single figure with backgrounds inked does that mean 
you know, with a couple rocks on the ground where his feet are? Does that mean with a fully rendered, you know, background that frames the scene? Um, and these are all things that you you sh- can and should discuss with the artist. I, I think the, the the major point that you're trying to make here is communicate. Yes, Commu- exactly. Com- communicate with the artist. Set up the terms, the price, the timeline. If it's, hey, I want to have this, you know, in, in a month or six months or a year or, you know, there, I've heard of people say, "Hey, I'll go to C2E2 in April, and I'll pay someone, you know, six hundred dollars for a commission that I will pick up next C2E2." You know, it's, but you know, one of the things is, and this is, you know, for me, and I was, I was dumb about it, and 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 didn't know, you know, really the 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 ins and outs of it. But I was lucky enough to work with someone like Chris Somney, and he communicated with me very well through the entire process. Sent me a rough sketch of the layout, which I said that's great, and then he sent me a scan of pencils and I said that's awesome and then he sent me the final the final commission I don't know if every artist is going to do that but um, if they leave the door open for you to communicate with them and shoot them an email and check on status do that because in life and I hate to say this the greasy wheel gets the gets the grease a lot yeah that's exactly right I think one of the great things about social media is that has really balance the playing field there because I, I have I have experienced and I've known many people that that you know commission something and then they're stuck and they they email the creator they don't hear back and they feel trapped you know and they've often if prepaid for it and, and they're almost feel like they're getting ripped off and and you know social media has made that much harder to do for these artists mm-hmm. you know so you know, now I'm not saying you go and blow up a guy like again communication but if you've and, you know, and, had, and respectful yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but sure. we've had people on the forums that have, you know, told us stories like, oh, you know, I've I've sent, you know, the guy four emails and, you know, the first email the guy wrote back and said, sorry, but, you know, give me a month. And then a month went by and I wrote him again and then he, he didn't respond. You know, if you've, if you've, you know, be rational, if you've made a rational attempt to, to, to give the guy some time and then he's, he's given you a follow up time and it still hasn't come and you feel like you're getting nervous, you're fully within your rights to respectfully bring that up in, in the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring that up on Twitter. You know, if you're a member of our community, you bring it up and, 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 you know, they will, it's a small incestuous world. They'll respond if they don't, you know, then they've gone into hiding. So like, I feel like it's much harder for guys to get stuck now. And the other thing too, is I've actually had a situation not too long ago where, um, I gave a guy a long, a long window and he just was busy, you know, and he kept apologizing and finally, it was like well past a year, and I said, you know, listen, man, like it's no biggie, but like maybe maybe this just wasn't a good idea. And he sent me back my money, you know. And um, and then ironically enough, like two months later, I saw him at a con, and he did a commission for me. Mm-hmm. So so because he had the time, you know. But the point is, is that you know, you just just be smart about it. I, I it's one of the reasons I prefer not to to um, I prefer not to uh, uh, prepay for commissions. Um, and Not in fully. In, I mean, what about correct? It? I was like, going to say in an instant where where they're sort of like, well, you know, I got to be paid first. I will then say, well, let's let's split it. You know, I'll give you half mm-hmm. up front, and, yep. and and if if they don't, if this is just personal preference, if if they push up push back on me against that, then I just say no thanks. 
Like if so, for me personally, if they're not willing to, to meet me halfway, then I just won't get a commission from them. Now, if, if, if there's an artist that you just covet and they're just insistent that you prepay, I mean, that's, that's on you. If you're comfortable with that, many people are, by all means do it. But then just realize that, you know, it's, it's simple supply and demand. When someone is busy and they already have the money, you know, you'd yeah. like to think that their in, inter, like internal sense of, of my, obligation would push them, but, but yeah. that's not the reality sometimes, you know. My, my, my gut feeling is that, is that a year is is plenty long enough to get a commission once yeah. you're once you're past the year point it's now you're you're getting into <clears throat> you're getting into territory it's like okay it's eh, maybe not a good idea but you know if it's a john byrne commission you know what might take a year it's you're so easy well mm-hmm. hey it's i would wait a year for for a a, a John Byrne commission, but that's that's me, you know. That's. I mean, I think waiting time is a much more likely issue again with a popular creator than like quality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now quality issues. I mean, no, he didn't ask about that, but that's that's a tougher road because once the commission's done, and, ah, and it's then, the Michael Golden question. Exactly. Th- then you're in a spot, right? I mean, then. Because then if you hadn't communicated – that's where I think communication is so important up front. Um, there, there's another person that does a very popular podcast that we know that, that gets a lot of commissions and years ago on his own show. Well, I can say it because he's joked about it. It's, it's Brian Christman you know, on mm-hmm. Comic Geek Speak. Years ago, he got a commission from a really well-known artist and uh, he paid a good chunk of money, at least in his mind. You know, a, like, oh, is this the uh, – the ba- Woman. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a was that a con sketch? That was a, a con commission, but he paid uh-huh. you know I think three four hundred bucks for it. Wow, that's crazy. And yeah. when he came back to get it, it was literally like a like quick a, head sketch. It was like a head sketch on the corner of a page. Like it was, oh. it, and it was definitely you know again, and, and it was probably one of the more egregious examples I've ever seen of somebody not getting their money's worth. But you know, Brian either wasn't on comic geek speak yet or it was brand new to the show and was relatively inexperienced i mean he's a very savvy original art buyer now, oh absolutely but, but at yeah. the time this is when he, he, first- he his we'll talk about his collection of 52 or yeah 52 pages at some point he's, yeah it's crazy yeah, he's no, crazy no yeah. but at this time he was very green and um was still learning the game and so you know he he was intimidated because this is a, a world-renowned artist that you know doesn't go to a lot of cons and he had already paid him and 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 technically he got a commission of what he asked for which was you know batwoman so he said thank you and he went back to his table very sad about the way it looked and he showed his buddies and they were all like that's it and you know i think i think today he would he would use his his own popularity and savvy to 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 remedy that situation but he kind of you know walked off dejected but thought he didn't have any um any, any recourse, recourse yeah and I and I so I think again though the difference though is 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 he didn't communicate about expectations up front, so you know that's just the key. Like um, people on Twitter the last few days may have been seeing you know we've been joking a bit about um, uh, Sean Murphy opened up his commission list, which is you know he, Sean rarely does commissions. In fact, I've seen Sean at I think five or six cons since he first broke into the scene, and I don't know that I've ever seen him draw at a show. Who every con. Sean Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah. At every show, he said, no, I'm not drawing this this con. So not only does he not do commissions because he's busy, he's Sean Murphy, but he also rarely does con sketches. So the fact that he opened up his commission list um, was notable. And, you know, I will say this, like, while it's up to you whether you think, like, his prices are, are fair or not for you, 
you know, he charged, I think, a, a good amount. People sc- scooped him up, and he's been posting them. And again, whether or not the he's charging $1,000, whether or not you think the $1,000 is worth it is personal preference, but you're getting an excellent piece of art. Like okay. everyone he's posted is beautiful, a fully composed page with complete detailed backgrounds. I mean, he's using the entire page and drawing you a full illustration. And, you know, that's that's awesome. And to Sean's credit, though, when he put up his solicit for taking commissions, he was very detailed about what people should expect. He said, look, I rarely do commissions, but I'm thinking for, you know, it's, it's going to be one character, but it's going to be one character with detailed backgrounds. You tell me the scene you want, and I will make it. So, like, you know, it's not just Wolverine. It's Wolverine on a motorcycle peeling out with a hundred arrows being shot into his person, you know, on a dirt road, you know, and it's at three know, o'clock Batman on riding Saturday, the bat, you know, the bat cycle in the middle of Gotham. Like it's, 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 and so that was a case of communications <laughs> yeah. up front, what he was going to do for people. And he delivered it. And I think that no, I would be shocked if anyone comes away disappointed yeah. in what he's doing for them, for their money. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's what uh, the, uh, one of the one of the two Somni commissions that I got, which boy, looking back on that, um, yeah, pretty pretty happy, pretty happy. C two E two. I said no to a commission at a price that I I, I wish we could go back in time and say yes to that price. Cause <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got two I've got two commissions from him that um, uh, one of them in particular is a is a cover quality piece of art i mean it could be on any you know it, marvel would be happy to have this on a captain america cover um but i remember when i was talking to him about it and and i i, I can almost feel like i got the sideways stare because i was very specific it was like that level of detail it's like i want cap and bucky riding through a um a, a trench shooting and beating up nazis of sas mm-hmm. Of not the SAS, the SS. <laughs> yeah, and and he's like, oh, okay. And he gave me an image that is way beyond what I could yeah. have ever even imagine. Now it's really, it's really kind of funny talking about you know art and and whether you like art or not, and 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 you going on name recognition alone. Going back to the New York Comic Con, the first time that we were out there, we did a bunch of stuff with Hero. And we were doing, um, we were selling art for hero donations. And I had a, an 11 by 17, I mean, like fully rendered amazing Hulk that Chris Somney did. I mean, it was gorgeous. And it was for uh, a donation to hero for, I think we were asking for, less than $75 for it. And it was like, it was, it was awesome. No one bought it. We ended up, we ended up donating it to the guys at hero and they were going to take it to Baltimore and, and try and auction it off there. So it's, it, it's really kind of funny to see over the last, like, you know, five, six, seven years, how, um, there were some Ryan Stegman, um, uh, uh, sketches and art in there that uh, that nobody was really interested in. So it's it's really kind of funny to see how how guys like seven years ago um, no one had much interest in are now you know absolutely white hot at at conventions. Dude, that's so. the story of our of our lives, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I 
you know, I look at the the people in my portfolio of original art, and like I think someone that saw it now would be like, "Damn, son!" But the part of that is because, you know, I bought these pieces from guys when they were coming up, you yeah. know, and and I'm just, I don't claim like I'm I have such some like eye for eye for like oh I knew they're going to blow up someday, but I just no, but you you know you know you, know, you have you're smart enough that you have an eye for for comic art and you're like that guy is really good i don't care if if i've heard of him or not mahmoud ashar oh definitely mahmoud was a guy that you know when dynamo 5 was first coming out it's like wow this is really good Mm -hmm. and i remember talking to um on on an ac episode um i did an interview with jay ferber and we were talking about about Dynamo Five, and he was talking about his artist on that. And I was like, um, "I've never heard of this guy." And and he's just like, "Oh, check him out! He's he's fantastic!" And it's like now, you know, yeah. so many years, you know, on it's like, yeah, it's like okay, yeah, well, obviously. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of Bakhmut, um, um, I, I, preemptive congratulations. It sounds like he's going to have some announcements coming up. He um, he let the the uh, Twitterverse and Facebook verse know that he's uh, he's leaving Supergirl. Yeah, he's still doing covers for a little mm-hmm. bit longer, but mm-hmm. yeah, he is he's done with the book. So whatever is next, I'm looking forward to. So, Absolutely. So, so preemptive congratulations. No doubt. No mm-hmm. doubt. Respect. Yeah. Um, let me. You know, Dan is going to be upset if we don't ask his uh, his EOC live tweet. So we're gonna we're gonna do that right now. Um, he had. Um, let me see here. This is from Leaf, Leaf Insect Man. Thinking about your all-time favorite comics, and he spells favorite like a like a European. So um, he spells it wrong. Okay. I know. Uh, do they have any common qualities besides great story and art? So, <laughs> your all-time favorite comics. Uh, yeah, I I I was. I would say the uh, common quality, and it's just because nostalgia is such a very, very strong, um, strong force. Whenever I think of my all-time favorite comics, uh, my all-time favorite comics were all made in the eighties. <laughs> that's the common quality. They're all made in the eighties. I'm starting to, you know, it's like, yeah, the Wolverine miniseries and Alien Legion and Mage, and and I think about them. It's like, well, what's the common thread? Well, they're all done in the eighties when I was growing up. Uh, common qualities, but they're awesome. They're all awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, as I'm thinking, who my favorite comics are all the time. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, no, I mean, Paul Smith era X-Men, 80s. But I'm saying, like, common qualities? Not really. I mean, my favorites have ranged from superheroes to slice of life to, you know, indie to big two to... to, Sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I don't... um, I mean, I do think to be an all-time great, at least for me, it has to be... uh, It's somewhat self-explanatory, but it has to be a combination of fantastic writing and fantastic art. I mean, it has to be both. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. It's okay. not even like it was a single, single vision by, by one creator. It's, it's most of mine are writer and artist teams. Um, it, it's not even that they, they're all the same hair color. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing cause there's no, there's nothing to connect mage to green lantern to Spider-Man to I just that I, 
it, it was just at a certain time in my life where I probably where I was just you know what I was feeling it has absolutely nothing to do. it could have been it, just the fact that it was the new Teen Titans one month and you know Robotech the next there's no rhyme or reason really is yeah. whatever caught my eye oh speaking of Robotech um, Jason I got the uh, the the Gundam the origin so uh, nice yeah so I'm 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 slowly reading that backwards boy. yeah um, here's here's a good one um, this is from Tom Morris, and he has uh, your favorite villain created in the last 25 years. Okay. Uh, so no Dr. Dooms. 25 years. 25 years. So, oh, Jesus. So 88, 80, 88, right? Um, uh, I would say um, Geppetto. Oh, okay. Fables, sure. Spoilers. Oh yeah, spoilers! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there's fifty. There's fifty fucking issues down the drain. Um, no, that's funny. Um, I, I've got uh, okay. Bad guy. Well, antagonist certainly. <laughs> sure, Are you from Hunter Bullets. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I, I mean, he's a stone cold killer. I mean, well, yeah, everyone in that book is a stone cold killer. Yeah, I don't know if he's a. I'll tell you one. That's, I mean, it's 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 very recent, but I I I love him like uh like my fourth son, Skinner Sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's a anti hero. I don't once again. I don't know if villain villain in in a lot of the stories, but um, also kind of Wait, anti- Skinner Sweet's not a villain. <sighs> Boy, now now kidding? well, we're getting into the Dexter conversation now. Oh, okay. Let's you know, it, it's yeah, is he a villain? Yeah, I think. Well, that's that's the inter- that's that's why I love American Vampire is that that story is because the 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 bouncing back and forth between timelines is that in a lot of the stories he's very much a villain. In some of the other stories, you don't quite know. It's con- he's a complicated character. There are times whenever he's not exactly the the villain. He's not the most villainous in some of the stories. I, does that make sense? He's he's the lesser evil, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so which is good. It's a it's a compliment. Um, my I've got one. My favorite villain character design. I don't know if he's my favorite villain, but character design is off the flipping charts. I love it. I've got a T-shirt of it. Um, is uh, Basil Kronos? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. It, my favorite character design of the last however long. It's so, so freaking awesome. That's a good one. That is a good one. How about you, David? Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, that's not easy. I would it, I would say you know for a while Deadpool. Well, that's more than twenty five years now. Mm, it's close. Uh, true. I mean, when, I don't. When, I mean, eighty eight. No, I, I can't. I mean, I can't. yeah. No, I definitely don't see him as a villain. Yeah. Yeah, but he started out as kind of a bad guy, didn't he? Yeah, but like in the original Liefeld issues, he was a sort of yeah. a nameless, faceless killer. I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't. He wasn't the Deadpool that that we know that we know today. That we yeah, know I mean, yeah, today. I just you know, I mean, you know, I love that character. I can't. I don't think I can. 
Call him a villain. Yeah. Well, no, you know, he was created in 91, so that counts. There you go. Okay. Just, You're just, I graduated high school. All right. New Mutants, yeah. But so. um, I'll tell you, another one that comes to mind, Cassandra Nova. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that from is, Morrison's, is from Morrison's, uh, Morrison's X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely dig that. Um, Hush. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's messed up I should have said that <laughs> I still like that storyline though nah me too, me too. Uh, it, it's, it's, um, fun, it, it's funny uh, Julian uh, Julian Weidel just asked uh, us if we had read the uh, comicsology version of uh, Batman 66 yet so um, Julian just yeah <laughs> rewind <laughs> rewind <laughs> oh man uh, I some reason i keep thinking about um well i want to say maxwell lord because he really didn't become a villain until later on but the uh the the um the parents from uh the first runaways arc Ooh, oh sure that's good mm-hmm. um but yeah there really hasn't been i mean there, there isn't uh, everybody all all of my favorites are either just they're nowhere near um Doom Luther levels. Um, even if I were to think about a lot of the characters that that the webheads or Dan Slot thought of in in from one more day on, there's still. I mean, you know, Mister Negative. I mean, there aren't too many out there that that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he is yeah. awesome. Well, and then there's all the all the you know indie comics where it's and and that's the thing. it's kind of like the Skinner Sweet thing is that you look at a lot of the you know the Vertigo series or a lot of the indie comics that have come out in the last 20 years where characters it maybe weren't as black and white you know it's like you look like preacher you know, who's the bad guy in in preacher i mean hairstar obviously right. is you know a bad guy but then you know cassidy is is a bad guy but he's also a guy that you root for and it's it became a very you know, also vampire, um, became a very complicated character. So I think villains and heroes, those lines have been blurred a lot in the last, for the really interest. What makes a villain interesting is when you can have sympathy for them or you can actually think that th- there's, there's a fine line between them being right and wrong in, you know, that's when, that's when Lex Luthor is the best is whenever you're like, yeah, you know what? He's not too far off there. So, you know, it's, I, I think that villains have become, have become much more three dimensional in the last couple of decades. Yeah. You know, I hope I so. Anyway. I hope so anyway. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, uh, I'm sure we're missing a bunch. I mean, it's, well, sure. oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just stuck on the 25 years because it's hard for me to conceptualize to like, where that cutoff is. Just but. think after high school. Yeah. Ish. It's just still tough though, because I consider how many comics I read after high school that but were printed, you know, long like long before, and so it's just it's tough to you know. But yeah, no, I mean we threw a couple out there. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I, I still stick with my Okay.
the, uh, the Darwin Cook and Amanda Connor uh, before Watchmen hardcover. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you said you were gonna. Mm-hmm. Man, is it? I, I, you know, I had gotten the first uh, the first issues of both the series, so the art was not a surprise for me. But now looking at it, you know, again, you know, almost what a year a year on. Darwin Cook is so good. And, Ridiculous. And Amanda Connor is. She might be she might be one of the most underrated artists in comics. I know the people that that like her work love her work, and she does get uh, a lot of a lot of pub. But then you go and you look at it; she is such a phenomenal cartoonist. You ain't lying. I, it is just her work is. I mean, she. I don't know if if enough people realize how flippin' good she is. So I can't wait to read. Um, it's uh, Minutemen and Silk Spectre. So I'm going to mm-hmm. read that uh, over this next week. So it's kind of a kind of a, like a quick uh, in your travels. I'll come back with another one. But uh, but that's what I'm going to be reading this week. And then I've got the uh, the Azarillo hardcover uh, coming, which I'll I'll hopefully read the the week after. And then, uh, and then the, the, what, the Straczynski stuff, and, and then what, there's a, is there a Len Wein? Yes. Story. So, yeah, so there's two other hardcovers after this. So I'm going to go ahead and get those, and, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, um, diving into, uh, the Before Watchmen world, which I have no problem with. You know what? Watchmen's awesome. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's room in that universe to expand on some stories. And, um, hey, Darwin Cook, Amanda Connor, Brian Azzarillo, and those, those three alone, if they want to, if they want to expand in that universe and write some stories, I got no problems with that. There's no, sa- no sacred cows in comics. So go for it. Nice. The, uh, the 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 gentleman who kicked off our episode tonight, um, I was going through again my my comicsology library, and I came across um, we, uh, this will tie into Chris's DC love because DC published a Star Trek title back in the day, uh, but I read the um, Star Trek Year Four. The Enterprise Experiment, which was a five-issue miniseries IDW put out, um, written by Dorothy Fontana, DC Fontana, who wrote the original episodes from the original series and and various other Star Trek shows, um, and uh, and penciled by Gordon Purcell, inked for the most part by um, Terry Pallett. And it basically, I I've never been a um, because I wasn't watching it. When it was new, when it was coming out, uh, I never really got into the filmation um, Star Trek animated series. Um, ba- basically, for whatever reason, if, if it didn't happen on the show, it wasn't canon. It, it didn't, you know, it, that's, that's, that was pretty much my Bible. Whatever I saw on TV, that's what happened. The cartoon, not so much. Uh, even though who's who in the Star Trek universe that DC put out, uh, the characters from the cartoon uh, showed up in the encyclopedia, and uh, and this basically is takes place after the third year when 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 the television show uh, was canceled. So there are characters from the cartoon, at least in the first issue or two, uh, but from that point on, it, it, it's pretty much um, Kirk versus Klingons. 
and um, it's it's of course pre-movie. Uh, Kirk has an inner monologue where he's talking about Carol and David for a spell, um, and uh, we all know how well that turned out. But it it's uh-huh. um, it it really is a uh, it's you know it's it's the William Shatner Leonard Nimoy Star Trek. It's not the Abrams 2.0 version. It's it it really is. It just takes place shortly after the the television series ended, or I guess during or shortly after the the cartoon ended. Um, but uh, if if you watch the TV show, there are some nods to uh, to what happened uh, in various episodes over the three years. It it um, it it was a nice little, I guess, coming home for me. It was just uh, it it Purcell knows these characters, whether he's drawing them older and and slightly out of shape in any older issues with with the uh from the movie era or um or he's drawing them from their their earlier exploits he he knows he knows these characters at least the 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 original uh star trek characters and i i um i was i still haven't seen star trek into darkness but at least this this is um helping me Cope with that. Help me bide my time. So I'll, uh, I'll, you own an awesome Gordon Purcell Star Trek page. I I own one that I am particularly proud of, but I do own another one that I picked up while he was oh, nice. uh, while while he was drawing, uh, finishing up Jason's Alpha Flight Jam mm-hmm. page. Nice. So, but what, yeah, did, what I, did he? What Alpha Flight character did he draw? An uh, North Star. One? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. He finished it off, baby. Yeah, cool. He did. Yeah. Gordon's a great guy. He yeah. really is. He so really is. we've got a couple different people in the last 24 hours ask us the same question. Okay. Uh, which is to say that um, Top Shelf uh, has announced their third annual cyber sale running uh, through from today through Sunday. Uh, and it's, this, it's their own – by their own admission, their biggest ever digital comic sale. And the cool thing is, is the sale expands all of the different ways you could get digital comics. Comixology, uh, Apple – the iTunes store, uh, Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really anywhere you prefer to get your digital books, the sale is in place. And a couple of people just asked us because they know we're all big top shelf fans, mm-hmm. which of the 90 plus options that are for sale oh, are worth their time. Home the simple director? answer is every one of them. Right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. But I think people are looking for maybe ones that we are pers- particularly fond of. Um, oh boy. Um, so any, anything from, uh, from the Jeffrey Brown um, catalog, if you want yeah, so- I've yeah. got the list here, so yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. So yes, um, uh, undeleted scenes three ninety nine. Most of the stuff three ninety nine. Uh, Incredible change bots two ninety nine. Yeah. Incredible change bots two two ninety nine. Um, uh, AEIOU two ninety nine. Clumsy two ninety nine. That's awesome. Clumsy. I'm going great. to be small to a dollar ninety nine. Um, unlikely dollar ninety nine. Big head uh, ninety nine cents. <laughs> so I mean, uh, and every girl is the end of the world for me. Ninety nine cents. All three Sulk versions. Ninety nine cents. Get um if you are an MMA fan, um Sulk two mm-hmm. is yeah. is one of the greatest fight scenes put in comic form of all time. It's yeah, and that's it not hyperbole. It's awesome. I it's mean, deadly awesome. That's actually the name of the story. That is it's some of the awesome. ones that come to mind for me. I mean, one that I'm ordering because I haven't read it yet is Harvey P. Carr's Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Which for three ninety nine is absurd. We talked about Homeland Directive all last week. Last yep, week, Homeland yeah. Directive is available for th- uh, for three ninety nine. WYSIWYG, which is another book that I already mm-hmm. own, 
but I've not yet read by Ed Pisker is three ninety nine. Uh, any um, of the Kachalka stuff? Uh, definitely. Um, in terms of like stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, is Super uh, Spy in there? Super yes, Spy's is. in there. Pistol Whip. Oh, two God. sisters. Yeah, there you go. They're all there. Um, From Hell is in there. Oh wow. Um, uh, all yeah, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Century books are there. Um, Infinite Kung Fu. In, well, was, thank you. Infinite Kung Fu is probably <laughs> my top choice. Is 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 in there? That's a must if, for two ninety nine. If From Hell is in there, just get that, and that you're you're set for the next month. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, there. From Hell's only four bucks. I'm so gonna get that. Uh, the uh, because I already have it in my collection. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's what they're selling it for, but the uh, Essex County. How much are they having that for, Jason? Uh, Essex County is three ninety nine. Oh, all nice. of our listeners already have Essex. Um, Alec, Essex the years have pants. Betty Campbell, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Powell's Any Empire, three ninety nine. Um, a book that I talked about a couple years back and loved, uh, Gingerbread Girl by Paul Tobin and Colleen Coover, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eminens, Stuart and Catherine. Uh, oh, Moving uh, Pictures. Book, moving Pictures, three ninety nine. Um, Alex Robinson's a couple of his books, uh, Box Office Poison and Tricked. Three ninety nine each. Um, There's probably more box office poison. I would say is. In yep, there. that's there too. Um, yeah. Underwater welder by Jeff Lemire, also oh, three ninety nine. I mean, you really can't go wrong. Any of these, it really no, comes down yeah, to yeah. the genre you like. Uh-huh. Um, all the kids stuffs like Johnny, all the Johnny Boo and the Corgi stuff is all available for, you know, dollar ninety nine. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, really, just just uh, in terms of hit rate, you Chester you know, five thousand. Oh, is it? Nice. Yes, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's a nice one. That's a lot of porn. A lot of naughtiness in that. Yes. I highly recommend it though if you like the naughty comics. It's like I'm getting two comics now. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, man, you just can't go wrong. Seriously, I'm looking through this list. I mean Far Far Arden is only three dollars and that is the uh prequel to the uh double barrel anthology. Which I just got the collected editions for both of those, David. So I will Sweet. So Crater fifteen and heck, I've got both in uh, last 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 week's shipment, so let me know when you're. Uh, let me know what is included, and and I'll read up to that point in the uh, in the issues. Ah, right, cool, cool, nice. Um, so really, yeah, no, I mean, you just can't go wrong, people. Like, just give and it- I actually I sent both of those tweeters links, the link to our forum thread the last time. Top Shelf had a digital sale, and and everybody on the forum were they all talked about the books that they recommend and that they bought. So at least they'll get not just our opinion, but what everybody else was thinking as well. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if people have like a one way we can help narrow it down for people is again, if you're curious about or you feel overwhelmed by the fact that we just threw out fifty different titles, um, you know, either hit us on Twitter. Or pop into the forums and and tell us the genres that you generally are interested in. We can pinpoint you because, you know, Top Shelf has got really really high quality hit rates and they cover every genre from yeah, again yep. you know porn comics to slice of life to to espionage to and it's to all comedy. quality. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. But so if you have a genre that you particular are particular for, we can point you in that direction because I think between the the four of us we've we, we've we've read at least eighty percent of, of Top Shelf's catalog. I, I think, think that's that's accurate. So. Chris, it has uh, there your um, your BB Wolf and your three fingers. Ah, uh, it's um, uh, do yourself a favor and uh, get the king. We've talked about it. That I already it's, have. That's another thing on. Well, on I wasn't my, talking uh, to you. I was talking no, to I'm just people saying, out yeah, in Radio just, Land about the shit that I had. Right, <laughs> that's there as well. So I need to get to that. 
yeah, yeah. Um, BB Wolf is is amazing. Um, very good stuff. Um, yeah, great question. Any any of the Alan Moore stuff is is great there, obviously. Um, let me see here. You want to take one more uh, live tweet here? Uh, sure. Let's see here. Uh, Don Cordenas is saying a lot, but not asking any questions. <laughs> Uh, he, did, he did ask one after he okay. uh, after he said all that he uh, he asked it was a uh, it was a Wolverine question actually uh, with the Wolverine reviews trending quite positive what's your favorite arc slash story of Logan's any definitive oh. artists <laughs> that's easy yeah for you it actually is. no it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna put just the Wolverine miniseries. I think is just that's a that's a sweet spot. You really talking, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, we were talking about you know the nostalgia. It's you know, Chris Claremont writing, Frank Miller drawing. It was right in the middle of of the fantastic Paul Smith run yep. on X Men, and it was it, if you get the trade now or the hardcover, it weaves right into that. So yeah, the 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 four issue Wolverine miniseries kind of defined. The miniseries, I think, in that era, it it was it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's when a min- it's like, oh my god, it's a miniseries, and it's it's just Wolverine. It's not the other X Men, and it's oh my god, it's Frank Miller. It was yeah, it was a big fucking deal. It was absolutely was. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would totally agree. Um, I would also say, in terms of definitive, I mean. Uh, the Barry Windsor Smith run of Weapon X and Marvel Comics Presents, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, was like issues uh, like 72 through oh, I got it right 80 here. to 84, maybe. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, I got, hold on, I got it right here. Somewhere um, around there. But did it start? Like did it start in the 70s? Yeah, like, tw- like okay. there's like 12, 13 issues. I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. It is Marvel Comics Presents 72 through 84. Who the man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like a Yeah. But Barry Windsor Smith, um, so pretty. Uh, I, I would say um, one that's I don't know definitive, but I enjoyed quite absolutely. A bit. It's definitive. No, no, it, I'm talking. I'm moving no. on. I'm saying. Oh, um, oh sorry. And uh, you, <laughs> you can get this one really inexpensively at like TFAW sales and stuff. Um, Wolverine Logan uh, by Brian K. Vaughn oh, with art yes. by Eduardo Risso. Yes. Uh, really nice little story that I think color or black and white. Exactly. Um, another one that's that's very good and, and relatively new, and you can get it in issues or collect edition uh, by Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. Uh, Gosh, you and, stole my thunder! You stole oh, Enemy of the State. Yeah, yeah that's which great. Is a lot of fun. That's actually uh, that was in the Wolverine series uh, that was going at the time. I think issues twenty through twenty four. It's like really that. good. Uh, so I like Old Man Logan. Uh, there was, but it was oh, the I just state, got I just and, got und. And uh, it was Enemy of the State, and then Agent of Shield, right? That was the because it, it was a two part story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it and it spun off to uh, Ant Man, Irredeemable Ant Man spun off from it. Yeah, um, and and it's it's the story where uh, you can read about a killer going scot free at the end of it. Mm-hmm. The um, I thought I sh- uh, Jason Aaron's. Uh, with Ron Garney art, uh, get mm-hmm. mystique run in Wolverine. Fears that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the one that is near and dear to me that I, I want to revisit, but I'm scared to mm-hmm. is, uh, is <laughs> what? I know what you're going to say. What? Kitty pride and Wolverine. 
No, no, oh, no. I love that I, story. I know Chris loves that story. I just it's it's Al Milgram pencils, and it just it never sang to me. I was going to uh, say it's Chris Claremont writing an Al Milgram on pencils. Yeah, it's not. It's it's like listen, we got time to kill before Secret Wars too. You guys oh, want to bang this out? No, it's um, such such a better series than that. It yeah. it is. It is. I I know I'm shortchanging it just because I was I, I, I wasn't feeling it, but it was it um, was you know then whenever they. They got, you know, they they moved Kitty on to bigger and better things with Excalibur, and then they had to bring in a replacement. Um, what was her name? Um, the 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 one with the lights and shit the, and the female glasses. Robin oh, Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. It's her right yeah. Female yeah. Robin, I like female that. Robin, well, yeah. actually, the female Robin was so much better than Jubilee. Well, yeah, but she had the yellow raincoat and the green shorts, and the, so she was, yeah, oh, she, she, yeah. She, she, she's Wolverine's Robin. Uh, no, the um, Larry Hanna. Uh, with Mark Silvestri and uh, and Dan Green, it was the whole um, Albert and LCD run, and whether or not Sabretooth's his dad, and I, I, and it, it issue fifty with the die cut cover with the claw marks going through it with the top yeah. secret file. I just, I, I abs that that run of Wolverine. It was it was after Patch and Madripoor. It was after Claremont and and John Mishima left the title, and Hammer was doing his thing, and it was crazy, and it was it it looked great that. That Sylvester art was just uh, that was banging to me, but I, I really have a uh, a soft spot for that. I, I want to reread that just because it, it, you know, it was it, it was just it wasn't so steeped in. It, it's kind of like the the original Wolverine mini, where you know it, it the X Men were on the periphery; they were there. Or you knew they existed, but they really didn't have anything to do with the storyline. It was very much like it just it was it was crazy too. It was it was absolutely nuts. But I I really enjoyed that series. It's interesting that none of us mentioned uh, <laughs> origin. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you got to read something to think about it, though. Oh, you didn't uh, read it? I did not read the, the really the, like still uh, to this day. You haven't read it? The original mini? No, no, because okay. that's no. I it I don't. I really. I feel bad for Claremont because when he did X Men Forever and and his his Wolverine was Logan, there was it, it, he never existed before like Claremont took over the book. So uh, there's no acknowledgement of um, of of James or a Howlett. Uh, I I, I kind of dig where where it's it's gone from there. Like like I I really like Dog in Wolverine and the X Men. Uh, so obviously without Origin, we kind of wouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I enjoyed the Wolverine Origins series, which of course House of M kicked off, where he yep. remembered a lot. But um, I was kind of happy, not you know, with with it still being a mystery. And I know you know it's the character's going to outlive us all, so they have to do things to him to 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 make him relevant or still interesting. And and so if that means we have to tap into what came before so be it and and i'm i'm cool with it but i just i prefer not knowing and that's not why i haven't read it i don't i i was kind of just coming back when when origin was being teased and and that they were going to actually reveal wolverine's origin and and at that point still because there were other things i wanted to try like like preacher like transmit there weren't i i wasn't like because i was coming back that wasn't something that I felt like I had to read just sure. because I'm back now. So I, and I still haven't felt that way to check it out. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, I think we gave, we gave him enough, uh, to go on. And the cool thing about Wolverine is that, uh, 
all the stuff we've mentioned is easily available mm-hmm. um, in collected edition. I'll throw a new one out to Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Go read it. If oh, you definitely. I mean, I wasn't it. even thinking like if we were going to include like, I mean, I think yeah, new stuff, current stuff. Ma- yeah. Many people I'm sure that, that, uh, w- that are listening probably would argue that Wolverine is at his best when he's part of an ensemble cast. Um, and there's plenty mm-hmm. of validity to that argument. Um, I don't know. I, I like Loner Wolverine. No, I do too. Yeah. You know where I stand on that, but I'm saying like, mm-hmm. you know, if you were, you could, you could throw out some of the better X-Men storylines and argue that, you know, those are iconic Wolverine moments for sure. Oh, sure. Um, but now it's know, my turn. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw some love to Old Man Logan. I know that David cringes, but um, I like it. I, think I really it's enjoyed fun. it. I, I, yeah. I think it's it's, oh, you crazy guys aren't it's, alone? it's like an Elseworlds tale, so it's yeah. not. You yeah, know, it's like a what if tale, really. I think but, it, to- it totally reads better as one piece than uh, yeah, yeah. than uh, as a month because it was it was really hamstrung by delays, wasn't it? Yes, yes. I, I got it as a collection and uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, there are venom-infested T-Rexes in it, people. Yeah. It's Eat spider buggy. Inbred Hulk children. It's true. A blind Hawkeye. And the sound is breaking all around. He's keeping life in check. Speaking of Hawkeye, real quick before we mm-hmm. before we get to in your travels, um, I uh, I read eleven and twelve, so I believe I am current, unless thirteen came out today. Uh, and eleven, because um, number ten was done by uh, Francesco Francovilla, and he uh, and and Aja came back for eleven, and then Francesco did twelve, which brings Barney Barton back into Clint's life. It's his older brother um but number 11 is pretty much a story told from or seen from the point of view of uh of lucky the pizza dog and um and they actually we love fine the t-shirt people um actually have the t-shirt uh using one of the images from the issue uh where and i wish i had the article in front of me but um I believe proceeds. I believe fractions proceeds of the T-shirt uh, go towards a uh, an animal charity. But um, the the story with um, uh, seen by Lucky is pretty much very little um, dialogue. Or there are word balloons, and there are words that you can make out because obviously this is what the dog is hearing. So there are only some words that that are going to be clearer than others. Um, but it's it's also kind of uh, Chris Ware like in in the way Lucky moves around the apartment building and what he sees and and the um the uh the symbols or or or, or the uh the sigils that he uses for the different people in the apartment building and um the smells and things like that but I guess uh Hawkeye and Hawkeye are having an argument um Clint and and Kate Bishop and and I guess she's going cross country or something and it the story it's for the dog's POV was was absolutely great. Uh, Twelve gives <laughs> but, you, but uh, only th- but only with one eye. Well, <laughs> the uh, but the um, I love that dog. Uh, 
the dog is awesome. And and twelve, twelve is a pretty good story too because it gives you a little bit more of. Um, what did he end up naming the dog? Lucky. Okay, it's not Arrow. See, that's it's, it's it was it was because, Arrow, and he's like, no, it's not. No, it 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 uh, right because um, when uh, when the bros are beating up Barney, someone actually turns to the dog and says Arrow. Um, but it's uh, twelve where you get some of of Clint and Barney's backstory. You find out about uh, Clint's relationship with his parents, um, his reaction to what have to finding out that they were killed in a car crash, um, and uh, and and basically how Clint kind of grew up to be the type of person that uh, that he is. But Fraction is still. Knocking it out of the park with with Hawkeye, it is. It's still. I mean, I I enjoyed. It, Fraction was there, I think, for like the last issue that he and Aja worked on with the Mortal Iron Fist. For for ninety nine percent of that run, it was Fraction and Brubaker. Although you definitely knew where Fraction's involvement was, especially with some of the uh, some of the references and the layout as far as the stories go. But it was it was a Brubaker Fraction Aja production. Um, but I I'm I'm really beginning to think with 12 issues in um, that as much as I love Immortal Iron Fist uh, this I think may be Fraction's strongest Marvel work (laughs) and I didn't I didn't dislike his Uncanny X-Men I did not um, you know I Punisher War Journal was okay it was it was Civil War Fallout and it was it Mm -hmm. it yeah, you know, Rucka nailed Frank Castle in the Marvel Six One Six. Fractions wasn't as wasn't quite not there. so much. No, okay. but uh, but no, I think I I think he he really he, he's keyed in on something special with Hawkeye. Nice, I like it. That that turns around your old man Logan. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> boy. Um, well, you can pick up, um, all of Matt Fraction's and, and Greg Rucka's and everybody else's work, uh, by going to discount comic book service. That is dcbservice.com. They, uh, they help sponsor this here show. So, uh, show them some love. And, uh, um, if you are a first time customer, you can enter the code EOC8 into, uh, the as Vince says, pre-moistened slot and get an extra 8% off. Speaking of Vince, don't worry everyone. The, uh, the master and commander will be back in the, uh, in the captain's chair next week from his, uh, from his little, uh, summer, uh, summer hiatus. It's, uh, his tour of, uh, of Belgium, Norway and, uh, and Germany. It's, uh, it's, I heard he was, he was huge in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll He's be a back. big hit in Dusseldorf. He is a big hit in Dusseldorf. He is a big Dusseldorf, <laughs> that guy. Uh, so Vince will be back next week. Um, uh, in the meantime, in your travels, uh, I I just picked up uh, a collection of an artist that we talked about a lot tonight. Um, that is, I guess, artist and writer uh, Sean Murphy. So I'm finally going to sit down and read all of Punk Rock Jesus from Vertigo. So uh, I need to finish that actually. It's it's out and it's out in trade now. And uh, in between that and uh, and before Watchmen, that's uh, that's what I'm kind of planning on reading over the next week. So uh, if you want to play along at home, uh, you can do you can do just that. 
So beautiful stuff. It's uh it's all black and white. It's uh oh, that's nice. It's sixteen ninety nine um is the uh US cover price on, oh, rock on. it. So you can't you can't beat that for uh for Sean Murphy already. The guy is dude is he's so ridiculously talented. Makes me sick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I it's this is definitely in your travels. It's definitely something we've talked about in the past. Uh, it's it's something that um, you should be reading. Um, the caveat for me is that I haven't read the fourth issue yet, so I've only read up to three. And I think when it comes to East of West, it's something I need to shotgun. I need to let them pile up and mm-hmm. then read them because I – there's there's a lot going on and it's gorgeous and I I get lost in the panels and 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 Dragota's artwork is just stunning, but I find it hard to recall what happened during and at the end of issue two. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be one that's going to be really good in trade, I think. It, uh, yeah, so I think I think this might be. My last East of West in your travels for a while until I get huh. the next few read. Only because I don't, I don't. It's yes, you should read it, and and I'd love to be able to tell you why going back to the first issue, even though I've, I'm only reading up to three. But there's just it, it. I won't be able to do it justice. So I just I take your time with it, and and don't um, you know, and and also it's it's sadly. It's it's the fourth issues out. I just read the third, so obviously I'm not reading them as soon as they come out. So I, that's also working against me. I, I just I, I just maybe need to be on the ball when it comes to East of West and when it comes out. Read it when it comes out, but sadly that never happens. But yeah, so read East of West. Unless you like David, and then wait. <laughs> I, saying, I can't argue with that. I've, only, I've actually only read the first three issues myself, but the fourth one is sitting right here. Nice. In my going-to-work regime. Um, in your travels, uh, jump back into the Valiant universe for yet another title um, and read Quantum and Woody. Now, this is a oh, book yeah. that I was admittedly very trepidatious about because uh, – of the it, original it, being such an amazing book and sort of being a very hard act to follow. But in keeping with everything we've seen from Valiant, really, they're just crushing it in their ability to take old titles and, and reinvigorate them. And um, I got to give a big hat tip to the trio of uh, James Asmus uh, on colors, Jordi Belair, and, and last and most definitely not least if not most, most in this case, um, our buddy and, uh, and, and fantastic cartoonist, Tom Fowler. Um, yeah. This is a perfect book for Tom. Um, you know, Tom is, is, as we've discussed on the show, we've had him on the show, you know, he is just fantastic when it comes to the art of cartooning and facial expressions and emotion and humor and, you know, sight gags and attention to detail. And he just seems like he's having an absolute ball with this book. Um, and look, this is not your this is not your original Quantum and Woody. It's a little bit of a different origin, a little bit of a different take. But it was a nice mix of humor and action. Um, we we don't really see Quantum and Woody in 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 costume with powers for very much of the first issue. It's mostly set up, but it's set up really well done. 
definitely has me clamoring to see what happens next. And um, uh, yeah, I got nothing but great things to say about this book. I, I, I was really impressed and I, I definitely think this was a book that could have easily fallen into the trap for me of, of having too too high of an expectation and uh, and it met and exceeded every one of them. So hat tip to all those those peeps. Rock on. Nice. Cool. I will try it now, Jason. I was going to say you're nervous about it, right? Uh, uh, I'm like nervous like, like Joey and the Turtles, so – you know. No, I look and, and I'll be curious how you think because you, I mean, you know, it's 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 beloved, beloved to you. Um, so I, I you know, wh- whether it's you know whether whether that that makes it really hard for you to to enjoy it, I don't know. But I will say that you know, I know Daryl, Daryl Taylor, who's a, a also a fellow big time Quantum and Woody devotee, um, was very nervous about it, but he tried it and he really liked it. And I know Chris Campbell, same thing. Now Chris actually owns one of the covers to the. Oh wow! One of the issues um, that he brought off Tom, but uh, of course, it's a story yes. for another day. Yeah, yeah, so it's deep roller there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, we made it to two hours, so everybody <laughs> can shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, we can. Oh, okay. Uh huh. One more thing. One more thing. Sorry, I'm gonna f you up. One more Sorry. thing. Big congratulations to our boys. Uh, at uh, their boys at uh, Kingbone Press for having their Kickstarter for Bulletproof Chicken successfully pledged in like four days. Oh, Rock. awesome! Fantastic! Oh. A long way, man. So, yeah. yep, John, our boy John Westoff and uh, and the crew, uh, Bob Gar, Bob Gar. And Matt Nixon, and uh, David Halverson um, are teaming up for a pretty fun book that's uh, about a uh, a a chicken. A tough-ass chicken cop. A cock with a Glock, as they put it. Nice. That's um, awesome. And I thought they did a great job with the campaign. Uh, I'm proudly to say I'm a backer. But, but uh, yeah, they're, they're fully funded in four days. So, you know, once you get funded that quick, that means you're into the, you know, given the momentum, you're, you're into the, the uh, stretch goal territory and stuff. And, so. uh, and uh, congratulations to, uh, to Dave Wachter for a successful oh, Kickstarter. Um, they um, would they end up at just uh, just shy of forty forty five grand? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's keeping the beard. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's keeping the beard. So so yeah, so just just shy of forty five grand. And uh, uh, Guns of Shadow Valley is is a go. Um, it's so funny. I freaked out. I had uh, uh, my bank had sent me a um, a new uh, a new debit card because uh, we've detected an error in your magnetic strip. Oh, blah yeah. blah blah. So they sent me a new debit card. And so whenever I had, whenever I had backed that Kickstarter, it was linked to my old card. And so I wake up like yesterday morning with you know all these alerts of you know payment failed. You know you're a loser. Yeah. Kickstarter hates you. And um, and so I had. Uh, kind of mess around and do that and so I, I ended up so 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 dave I, I i'm not a failed payment i got it figured out and, and i'm all good so so I, I paid you for the book so i can't wait for it it's gonna be awesome nice it so, is gonna be awesome yeah so all right um uh once again vince will be back next week so everyone can uh can chill out and relax don't worry he's not he's not dead in a box anywhere he's uh mm-hmm. he's, he's on his way back so it's in the box and what's, what's in the, the box? what's in the box um so anyway, yeah everyone have a great week and uh and we'll be back uh full force for our 275th episode next week yeah it's gonna be awesome come on down do it up 